Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this guy who was uh, really just hanging, Cerberus, whose guy whose barking dog is in the background always and forever saying hello, Cerberus, John Wayne. That's right. Here we are once again, another week. I am here in Wayne Manor, of course, in the uh, nestled in the East Wing, uh, in seclusion, in the Library of Evil, as always. And uh, what a t- what a time it's been! I've got—I'll uh, tell you this—I've got a nice cold Topo Chico here. I've got a a, a nice bowl of go Grandpappy's medicine, but uh, the coffee is absent from me this morning, and I'll tell you why. Um, it has been a fucking morning uh, as far as recording things go. And here's the thing: so I'm drinking beer right now. By the way, that's the surprise. The coffee is gone. The beer is here. Thank the Lord, uh, Satan above, below, and all and all around. Anyway, the thing is this. Um, so yesterday, so I was to go back. Uh, long story longer. I, I started having some issues with some of the um, applications on my computer. Like I, I have a MacBook um, MacBook Air. It's uh, it's about five years old, I believe. Twenty fifteen is when I got it, something like that. So, but but it's great. I love it. I use it for uh, all my you know, write. All my writing is done on this. Uh, you know, I use the Photoshop on there for, for things. I, um, you know, I just use this, you know, and when I record all, you know, I'm doing three podcasts a week, I record into, um, a program called audacity, which is a free recording, uh, software program. That's, you know, uh, I liked it because wait, a number one, it's free. It's very good. There's a lot of plugins available. It's, it's pretty easy to use. And I learned on uh, I learned on Pro Tools, so it, it was the most similar like step from for me at the time from Pro Tools recording software to to, to this. It was is a very one for one like a one to one kind of comparison, and it was easy for me to grasp. And the controls were all similar, so I've used that uh, program for a while. I mean, I've used it for all three years that I've done this podcast, and uh, I've used it. It, before that, even it's it's been around for a while, so I'm using that. But, um, you know, like I said, I, I tried to, um, you know, open. Uh, it started with this. It, you know, my, first of all, I use Movie Maker on my on my computer every every day because I do my uh, card of the day readings on my um, Instagram story, which I do them. You know, every week if you're into tarot card stuff, check it out at John Wayne is dead, and um, I. Uh, so I, I put those in my Mac and just upload them right to my YouTube page. Simple as that. It renders it right to YouTube for you from I, from the iMovie. Well, it stopped doing that all of a sudden. It started being like weird with sound. I know, and uh, I also use that program to edit the videos for the other podcast I do with Christopher Triana, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne, which comes out every Thursday. If you don't know about that, check it out. But we that is also a video podcast, so you can go to our YouTube channel and watch the videos of us actually recording the show with each other. And um, you know, we put sound effects and little other things in there, or I do. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I enjoy doing that kind of work. Like I said before, but it started like doing doing some sound problems. If you were if you checked like two episodes ago, I think the Chris and John Wayne uh, Vital Social Issues YouTube like that one is like the sound is almost pretty much half gone. Um, and I, I, I was going back, I couldn't figure out what these issues were. And then yesterday I go to, uh, oh, well first, well first then, you know, iMovie stops re- rendering to my YouTube channels. It's just like, can't do it. It gives me some weird error that I, I, I looked at, you know, looked it all up and it, it would just, it was very vague. It didn't tell me like exactly how to remedy this issue. So I was, well, I'll figure, I was just like, well, I'll figure it out sometime. But if, instead of being able to send my videos right to YouTube, I had to, first save them, like render them to a file on my computer and then upload them to my YouTube channel, which is just this extra step of whatever, not that big of a deal, but you know, uh, still a pain in the ass nonetheless. So I'm doing that. And then, uh, we, we have a, we were doing a new segment that, that was on, uh, the, the show that's going to come out this week on, uh, on Thursday. And, I was doing some new theme music for it. I was, you know, going to put together a quick little few seconds of, of music like I've done for the other segments on the show. Um, <clears throat> like, um, well, I mean like some of the segments in the opening music. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I like to do that kind of stuff too. So I go to open garage band, garage band will not open. It says like, you know, not uh, unable to open in this. And I go and, you know, do some digging around with that, why it won't open. Uh, oh, I go to upgrade it. I'm like, maybe it has an update, you know, but then it won't let me update it because it's saying that 
uh, I need the new operating system in order to run GarageBand at all anymore and to make my, my iMovie stop being fucked up and all this other stuff. So I was like, well, shit, you know, I haven't, I hadn't upgraded um, to that Catalina in, in a while, which is the latest Microsoft OS thing. It's been available for a while. I have not upgraded it, upgraded to it because I didn't have enough. Uh, I was running my Mac to the to the edge of its storage capacity for for a while, and uh, it requires like not a lot of memory, like maybe like four or three megabytes or something like that, and uh, or gigs. Or I don't know what it was, but I didn't have even that. You know, I was I had a bunch of shit on my hard drive. So I, I since like had, you know, fixed all that. I went through and did all like the taking out old stuff, did all the like, you know, help programs and shit that, um, not help programs, but, uh, you know, Mac is pretty, you know, good about setting up like, um, you know, idiot proof stuff where you can, you won't delete like something important, you know, that you need, but you can go through those channels on there. And anyway, so I cleaned it all up and, uh, but I still just never upgraded, never thought about it, but now I can't use the shit that I need to use on a daily basis. So I'm like, well, fuck, I guess I got to upgrade. So I clicked the thing, you know, and accept the terms and, uh, and it goes. So this is yesterday morning, uh, Saturday morning of this, 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 you're listening to this on Monday, but it's just this past weekend. So so Saturday morning, I, I start the upgrade. I go and do some stuff because uh, it takes about 30 minutes, you know, or more. And, uh, you know, I just went and ran an errand, took a shower. Uh, maybe I think I did a card of the day thing. And then it was, you know, when it was done, I get on here and, you know, and then that's when like, you know, I'm like, okay, here we go. So I use Microsoft Word to write in and um, it, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, whatever this, you know, may think not, it's not right of me, but I had a, a pirated version of Microsoft Office that I've had for, it's the 2011 version, if that tells you, it's nine years old, um, that, you know, I got from a buddy who just had stuff and was like, yeah, man, I got here, just take use here, this, take this, put on your computer, no problem. I'm like, oh, very cool. Well, this new operating system uh, eliminates all that shit. If it doesn't have like the right notarization thing from the app store then it just nullifies it so well it didn't like i did take precautions before i started the upgrade to move my documents folder that has all of my writing in it to the external like double backup you know put it on a, a sd card too just in case because I, I i had an inkling something like that might happen and i was like man if it does that what if it like just wipes out all my files too because it's like fuck you you pirated this now you fucking suck you you know they just delete all my files or something i i, I wouldn't have been able to deal with that um at all so so what i did was you know backed it up right so but it starts and it's like okay i can't open up anything all i use is uh microsoft word and then i use excel as well because I just have one spreadsheet that I keep track of that I've talked about on here before. It's my, you know, submission tracker where, you know, I, I just keep track of all the things I've ever sent in and uh, just keep a log of it, acceptances or rejections and why, all the, all, the, all the contact information. It's, you know, it's 200 and some lines long. <clears throat> so I go to the, the, the fucking, you know, the app store. It's like, you don't have to, upgrade, uh, you know, upgrade your, not even upgrade, just get Microsoft word and everything i know a lot of people know this some people you may not uh but everything like that as far as like you know office suites um and then all the like adobe products the adobe suites like photoshop and uh premiere all that kind of all all of these kind of programs plus others are now uh, a subscription-based service so it's not you don't go to the you know I don't know, video game store or like Best Buy, you don't go to the you know computer store and actually buy a copy of Microsoft Office or Photoshop anymore, like a physical copy, you just subscribe to it, uh, you know, and it's on your computer. And uh, every year you have to renew it, which is, I guess it's cool, but still, and I know it, it eliminates like the, the pirating thing, which it, which is good. I'm not I, I don't like I'm not someone who pirates shit all the time. That's not my thing. I'm very much about making sure I pay for the stuff that I that people make, especially. This was nine over nine years ago when I got this. Um, so 
uh, you know, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm paying my dues for it, but it's, um, it's also just kind of like, uh, I just, I don't know what happens after that. Like if I, what if I don't renew, I just don't get access to Microsoft to, to, you know, the things I guess that, I guess you don't, I don't know. Well, so that sucked, but I got that taken. You know, I went ahead and signed up, got that taken care of. So, and then, of course, my Photoshop, that was also pirated, uh, it's gone too. So I haven't taken the plunge on that one. You know, you have to be judicious with the funds, of course, uh, and, and Microsoft Word was the priority. So, you know, I did that. It's like 70 bucks a month. And I'm like, all right. Or I mean, a, a month, forget it, a year. So I was like, all right, that's the one. I'll, I'll do it. <clears throat> anyway, long story longer, I... Uh, I get that all set up. My my, I open up, uh, get GarageBand all upgraded. It works. I put the song together. Great. I get into iMovie. Everything that was was messed up, like all that the past three weeks that's just been continuously get screwed up. All of it's fixed. Everything works fine, smooth. Uh, all the sound is there. There was no issue with me importing the sound from the videos that I was having before. Everything is rendering to YouTube. Everything is great, and I'm like, awesome. Every okay, cool. I guess I guess. Uh, you know, if I had to do this, that's fine. I'm glad everything's working really well, though. Now, today, I uh, I get up in the morning like I do every Sunday and get ready for the podcast. I, you know, do my tarot stuff. I take all my notes and get ready for what I'm going to talk about. And then I set up and I record here in, here in the Library of Evil. Uh, but today when I did, I, I open up Audacity and I uh, I have my mic. Audacity is the program I use, like I said, the free program. And uh, I put my mic in here and my, my brand new Yeti blue mic, which is very good. And I know, I know guys, I, if I didn't say it already, but the first, well, if you listen to the first episode that I did a couple weeks or maybe like a month ago or so, that was like my new mic. Thanks everyone for Patreon for helping me out. And, and I had it set way all fucked up and it was like <laughs> super loud. I'm sorry. It's, it's good now. Uh, the settings are, are tweaked and I'm, I'm, you know, I've got it under control. So but this mic, I was like, first I was, I thought maybe there was an issue where, oh, I was like, oh shit, man. Did they do something where now like the Yeti mic is not compatible with Audacity or something? Because it wasn't, uh, I was able to, first I couldn't bring it up as the input device. Then I had to shut everything down, open it up. I was able to put the mic as the input device, but it just recorded nothing. Like it, it wouldn't, uh, there's like a monitoring thing you can do and watch the the, the bar so you're not you know, see how, how loud you're going, uh, to be. And it wasn't moving at all. It just was registering nothing. Like I could hear myself in the mic and my headphones, but nothing would record. Anyway, I go through this deep dive of trying to like figure out what could possibly be fucking wrong. And, uh, it turns out that the, the new operating system does not support audacity because it's not like a notarized official thing in the apps in the, in the Microsoft app store. So I'm like, ah, fucking a, but there's these workarounds, right? These fucking, I don't know, one, like open up your terminal and then click this under systems. And, and it was like the privacy settings have to be, uh, you know, changed here and here for it to be able to recognize. It's like all this, it was some, some bullshit. But I guess that, first of all, I mean, of course, I'm not extremely smart or adept uh, when it comes to the, those kind of things with computer like stuff like I, I I could follow directions on a YouTube video which I I, I feel like I did uh, to the T I think I did at least so that's why I think that they've already clamped down on uh, they've already squashed out whatever these these workaround patches that people had were for Audacity because I, I couldn't get any of them to work I tried three different things that were shown in videos. And I, I was like, so I've been sitting here all morning, like just trying to troubleshoot this, pulling out my fucking hair, going like, what am I going to fucking do, man? Like, this sucks. I like audacity. I don't want to change. I finally was like, fine, fuck it. What what does Apple let me record on? So um, I, uh, I opted for GarageBand. You know, I already have it. So I opened it up and, you know, that's what I'm recording on right now. So I will probably... Um, I believe I still have the ability to edit in Audacity, but yeah, that's it. So uh, this is a new experience and a learning experience. So here we are, but but we are here. That's the thing. I'm back again for another week, and I welcome you and thank you for listening to my long rambling opening uh, about 
the the woes of computering and and computing uh, skills. So we seem to be on track now, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, but other than that, welcome. Thank you for being here. I hope you have some grandpappy's medicine to get you through these times. I have that, and I have a nice cold Montucky here. Montucky is a, a beer. It's the official beer of uh, Montana is what it says on the can. I'm a, I've, a, I've become a fan of this beer. It's it's one of the cheap beers that's used to be at bars that we when we could go to bars. Um, they were tall boys that were always in line with like Lone Star and PBR and Montucky, and that was like two bucks. So now they have these twelve packs for like ten dollars at the grocery store. They're or they're twelve ounce cans, but I've been getting these. They're that's it's a good beer. It's a good cheap beer. It's it's a very easy to drink, refreshing, and I'm enjoying it very very much today. Um, Earlier, I mentioned Patreon, and uh, I want to say shouts out to all my Patreon folks. Thank you guys so much for always being there, always supporting me and and uh, and and picking me up when I'm down. And, and you guys uh, rule. Uh, we have a new one, a new Patreon subscriber to welcome into our, our midst today, uh, Carrie Kamianale Leal. Uh, that is my sister. Yes, uh, yes, my sister is on my Patreon, and so is my mom. Where's your mom and sister? Are they on your Patreons? That's what I thought. Anyway, Carrie is awesome. I appreciate you so much, Carrie, for for supporting me. Um, as I've been talking about, <clears throat> if you've listened to the last few episodes, my sister also teaches yoga. Uh, uh, she has these online classes now since the Y she was teaching at before pre-COVID has uh, since, you know, it's suspended everything, and then I believe it's shut down completely. She's been teaching classes online, and I've been taking them. And uh, I did three weeks in a row. I had to reschedule my one on Friday, but we'll talk about that. But I'm liking it. It's great. Um, and if you are if you want to do it, it's it's really, you know, it's reasonably priced. It's easy, and, and Carrie is an excellent teacher. Uh, so if you go to Feeling Fit with Carrie on Instagram, uh, you can get all the information there and uh, you know get the information to get the links and, and get in the classes. They're very cool. So um, what the hell is I talking about? Oh, uh, oh yeah, Patreon. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so you if you are interested in supporting me further and, and getting some cool cool stuff, go over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. There's uh, several tiers you can check out, get, see what, what you get every month with those tiers. Um, plus every week I do another bonus podcast it's called the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast, uh, where I talk to all of the, uh, artists and interesting people I've met across the country. And it's a, it's a great time. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but that's available on every tier that you subscribe to. Uh, and if you, you know, just want to, if you just want to hear the podcast every week, you, you absolutely can by joining the dollar beer fund over at the Patreon page. It's a dollar a month and you get access to the podcast and everything else I put on the Patreon wall and you get the satisfaction of knowing you're, you're helping your old uncle Johnny out. So Thank you uh, for those that are on there. Shouts out to you guys. Much love. And uh, if you want to you know, uh, support me further, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash John is dead. Anyway, moving right along. It has been um, a week. Now, I know I got that big story uh, out at the beginning of my frustrations, uh, but, you know, um, not everything has been a, a frustration this week. Some things have been quite, quite awesome. Um, I got a new tattoo. If you uh, follow me on my Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter, you saw it. Um, if you if you don't, you can go to at John Wayne is Dead on all those things and check it out. It is, uh, I got the, <clears throat> what is called the Abortogram uh, from the book Ritualistic Human Sacrifice by C.V. Hunt, one of my favorite books, one of my favorite authors, uh, good friend as well now. And uh, she, you know, when we first started like hanging out, becoming friends, the first po- uh, podcast, the first uh Convention I, I I really was at and spent all that time with them. You know, I've talked about it a lot with Scares at Care three years ago. That kind of got me started in all my, you know, convention going. But there was a, a, a tattoo artist across the hall from us in a, in a room. And we had, you know, talked about, man, we should get the abortogram tattoo. Like, get like a one-liner or something real quick, you know. Like, just to get it, you know, be cool and, and you know, support the thing and just have a cool... Tattoo, because she's also uh, uh, C.V. Hunt, a.k.a. Carrie. She's also also covered uh, in tattoos, heavily tattooed, uh, as I am. <clears throat> but uh, so I, you know, I've been wanting to get it. We, we didn't get it. We didn't, we didn't have time. You know, we're working the same time they're working. We couldn't really do it. And, you know, just 
we've talked about it, I guess, a couple of times and, and just it never has happened. And uh, I have myself have been just itching to get tattooed for a while now. If you're a ta- if you're a tattooed person or and uh, you know, you may you, you understand what I mean. Uh, if you're into tattooing, if you're not, then you're probably like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You psycho. Why do you, you know, put anything on your body permanently? You know, and then why would you be addicted to that? Who knows? I don't know. It's not even an addiction. I'm not an addict. It's cool. No, um, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It, you just, it, it's something that I guess when I get tattooed, it, it kind of is a, a a ba- it puts me to at a baseline, I guess. It, it really relieves all anxiety, all uh, st- stress, I guess, about, you know, if I'm whatever's happening in my, my life or frustrations. I don't know. Getting tattooed just kind of centers me or puts me back. And it's not some, I, I don't, it's not some weird, like, oh, I'm into the pain, man. I love it. It gets me off and puts me back in my, no, it's not, it's not that because it, it hurts. But what I was talking about actually, um, with the tattoo artist who is shouts out Miss Dana, the lovely Dana Graham, uh, aka Octoboros on uh, on Instagram. That's her tattoo name, Octoboros at Octoboros. Uh, she, you know, of course, she's been on the Awesome Dude for Life uh, Boner Bonus podcast before. I've talked I've talked about her on here a couple of times, but yeah, we we talk uh, every now and then. I've gone over to her studio a couple times uh, over this pandemic to just shoot the shit. Uh, I was there when she was tattooing somebody a couple of weeks ago, which talking and I was, you know, and she, she's always hustling and putting out there like, Hey, I have appointments open and stuff. And I was like, man, I don't have a whole lot of cash, but I really want to get a tattoo. And I, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get that fucking abortogram. And I just called her up and I was like, Hey, you got time? She's like, come over on Friday. So I went up there on Friday and she put the abortogram on my, now, if you don't know what that is, let me describe it for you. It's, um, it's a pentagram, upside down pentagram with the point pointing down like Satan. And then, and then up, uh, you see that part of the, the pentagram that's facing up has been made by a wire coat hanger and has a little coat hanger uh, that, that makes up the uh, part of the pentagram. And because if you haven't read the book, Ritualistic Human Sacrifice, you really, really should. It's turning five years old in October, and there is a, a special edition hardcover that is up for presale right now on Amazon to check it out. But it's about a... Um, Happy. The best way to put it is about an abortion cult run by witches. So uh, it's a very awesome book. So so visceral. Uh, you know, really one of the things that I I think got me super into Carrie's writing, and uh, I think it's a lot. Also, um, what do you call that? The fucking gate gateway for a lot of people into writing. So I just just a badass symbol, and I got it. And Dana did a fucking killer ass job because it's all just lines, and I ended up getting it like three by three inches on my. It's on my left tit. Uh, my left pec muscle kind of wrapped a little bit wrapped around. I wanted it wrapped around a little bit into my armpit, <clears throat> but it's, it's very cool. And I was extremely happy to be tattooed once again, especially by, uh, you know, such a good friend and a talented person. Uh, and Dana, we had a great, we had a great time, great conversations, of course, always. And, uh, it, it just does, uh, buoys my, my spirits to be tattooed. I feel very, uh, happy and privileged for that, I just love tattoo. Who knows? Who cares? Um, and uh, and that, yeah. <clears throat> and aside from that, uh, if I mentioned it, I think I mentioned it the last couple of weeks. It's it's coming up. Oh my god, uh, my maza has arrived in Houston. Uh, she stopped by my house last night. My mom. Uh, she's going to come back here on Wednesday after she visits uh, some other family. And then uh, she'll stay here for the week. At the end of the week, Sunday, I'm headed to PA, my friends. I'll be driving across the country all the way to Pennsylvania. And uh, I will be dropping off my maza at her house, but I will stay with her for a week. And then when I come home, I'm going to hit the fucking, uh, I'm going to hit the old Southard's house, Wesley and Katie Southard. I don't know why I say like that. They live in, they're not Southern at all. And they live in Pennsylvania. And I'm going to stop by their house for a little bit. I'm going to stop by and see the Grindhouse folks. I'll see Carrie and Andy in in Ohio. Oh man, it's going to be a great time. And I am so stoked. And just like, I was excited to see my mom yesterday. And then it was also like, uh, her being here, I, I was like, all right, yeah, it's like, we're, we're, this is happening. It's close. Like, I, I get to go drive somewhere. I get to get out of Houston for a little bit. And of course, we're going to be very careful and, and all that. <clears throat> but it's, uh, it's exciting. So I am very stoked. And I'll be having uh, adventures on the road, of course, this whole time that I'm gone. I'll be, you know, 
you know how I do, how I used to do when we were uh, able to go out places and I was doing conventions and I would just uh, post all kinds of crazy shit that I was doing on my stories. That'll all be back. Uh, I'll be doing podcasts on the road the whole time I'm gone because I'm going to be gone for like two, two weeks or something. So two and a half weeks maybe now? I don't know. No. Yes. I don't know. It doesn't matter. At least 10 days or something. So I'm going to be doing podcasts with people, you know, who knows who's going to pop up. I have no idea. It could be a lot of surprise people I run into uh, out there and it's going to be, uh, you'll just have to tune in to see. And I'm sure it's going to be a, a lot of fun. And I'm, uh, you know, so this has been a great week overall, a lot of good stuff going on, a lot of great things happening. I hope everyone out there is also having a good week uh, or, you know, uh, on the path to getting uh, to where we need to be to have a great week and a great day. Mm. Speaking of that, I think it's time to, uh, first of all, hit this grandpappy here. And then uh, I think we'll get right into our three-car tarot reading of the week. Uh, As you know or do not know, I do a three-car tarot reading on myself at the top of the show every week, uh, just like I said, or before I start to record. And I write down my thoughts, things on my mind, what's been going on with me uh, lately, and just kind of get a new perspective or a different way of looking at it when I, you know, put those thoughts through the prism of the cards. So this week is no exception. So, <clears throat> sorry guys. Uh, so this week, the things that were on my mind were, uh, you know, maintaining an unwavering focus. Uh, you know, I talked about knowing the motivations behind my actions, thinking about that every choice and behind my choices. And now like, you know, knowing, what the motivations behind my choices are, making that choice and now having an unwavering focus to go, to move it from beginning to completion and to, on to the next step. So that's that's kind of what I, I mean by that. Uh, erasing all doubts, you know, just saying like, I'm, I'm just not, you know, just making sure that I stay in that headspace of like, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm putting my mind to it. I'm doing it. Um, also like admin some, I need to put some more focus around my administrative stuff, uh, with everything that changed, like the, the conventions canceling these you know, hotels changing. Um, I kind of let put some of those things on auto pilot where I was like, yeah, just roll me over to then whatever the new renewed date is. And I just need to get all those dates together now, uh, and stay on top of them a little more. And, and then to continue always moving forward with my goals and, uh, and with what I'm working on. So First card we get, the Empress Reversed. So the Empress Reversed is a, <clears throat> it's a card of self-love. Uh, you know, like some of these cards we talk about. But this one's like, you know, you, you may be out there taking care of somebody. Uh, you know, we all are, whether, you know, leaning on them emotionally or physically or whatever it may be. But it's, it is, you know, it's taken its toll. It, it, it does. And it, you know, it's a lot of work emotionally and, uh, it's time to take a little bit of time away to, to recharge, um, you know, this love that we've been giving away, uh, to help others and, you know, ref, you know, kind of refill our cup so that we can, we can go back to taking care of somebody, Re- refill our love meter, if you will. Um, uh, you know, it's just saying, and also we might, you know, if we're placing, we just have been placing too much focus on other people's emotional and material needs rather than our own. And that's a good thing. That's a good quality, but you know, it, it gets to you sometimes. You just got to look out for you. So that's this card is just saying, you know, Hey, it's okay. Let's take a step back and, and recharge yourself, recenter yourself, whatever it is, go get a tattoo. If that's what does it. And then ah, now you're like, okay, continue, you know, that, that kind of thing. That's what this card is, you know, kind of nudging us to do. Um, it, it, also, it also tells us, you know, we might be, you know, experiencing a, like a depletion of creative energy, uh, you know, maybe we're that that's kind of uh, left us or it's a block that we're experiencing because, you know, we're either having trouble putting something together or coming up with something or moving forward on something because we have this idea in our head that, you know, it, it, it has to be an accept, a success and it has to appeal to others. Uh, you know, or, or it's not worth doing or, or, you know, or I'll be laughed at, I'll be considered a joke, a joke, they'll say. But that's what, you know, focusing too much on what you, you want others to think about what you're doing is, is what's causing that block. It's what's keeping you from creating. You're not letting it flow. You know, we talk about things flowing all the time. You're not letting it flow because you're, you're just too focused on what you want or what other people might 
how they might accept something that you haven't even created yet. So why don't you just, you know, let that go, create the thing, let your juices start flowing, and then you can worry about all that kind of stuff, you know? And, uh, and you know, it'll come, that creativity will come back, uh, it'll be where you need it to be, and your love, you'll be filled up, you'll be ready to go be creative and take care of uh, the people around you as well, and uh, it'll be great. Next card I got was... The Knight of Swords reversed. So, you know, we know, like, the knights are all about action. They're all about taking the idea from the, the page of the suit and moving forward with it, you know. And, and of course, the Knight of Swords is no uh, exception. But in the reversed position, it's, uh, it's a little bit of um, uh, unchecked uh, energy, if you will. So what this card is saying is that, you know, we're, we are somebody who's full of motivation we're we're full of energy and the problem is we're not finding there's no way we can't find a way to channel this effectively this is something that i've i've talked about before but it's also something that i i'm you know i have been constantly having to work on and deal with with myself like you know i've i've you know spoke about how I, i love to talk to people i love to be out there in the conventions and and uh you know, go to shows and just just be out there talking to people, whether I'm at a convention or or whatever. And I haven't been able to do that. And that's that energy that's inside of me that has nowhere to go now because for the last eight months or whatever, I've been in my house, not able to interact with people like like I'm used to doing. And so with you know this card tells us it's like you know we have to find a way to effectively release this energy. Uh, because this is going to start to manifest itself in ways that we definitely don't want it to, such as misdirected hostility, um, taking things out on people who just have nothing to do with whatever, you know, it is. And then also, you know, losing patience with every little thing, you you know, all these things, <clears throat> you know, this energy, it's got to go somewhere. And I, I kind of envision it as like, it's, it's just keep, continues to fold over onto itself inside of me. And, you know, then it starts to kind of rot from the inside. It's too much, you know, <clears throat> it has to do something and it becomes bad and, you know, it, you know, kind of all, almost negatively charged. And that's the way it's going to come out because we have, I, I haven't taken the time to figure out some way uh, to get that energy out. Now, um, you know, and, and some of the solutions that I've had, you know, are, are podcasting, uh, you know, doing the Skype podcast, talking to people. I also Skype with uh, several people, people weekly just for whatever, just to talk, you know, I'm not always recording a podcast. Um, but that helps. It really does. Uh, that helps, gives me a place to put that energy. And I've also been trying to channel it through different projects and, and, uh, and preparation for the future rather, you know, rather than just sitting on it going like, well, you know, just trying to put that energy into brainstorming, whatever I can, you know, um, do, but, uh, anyway, so with the card is saying, you know, it, it, you're, something's holding you back right now so that you can't uh, release this energy like uh, a fucking whatever this is, pandemic, quarantine. Uh, or it could be timing, which, here we go. I should have just said that. Uh, resources, maybe you don't know if you're going to have the right amount of resources or you don't have them available. Or it's people. Like, if you're in a situation, and, uh, you know, I can relate this to, like, things like uh, being in a band, all you know, for all these years, being in different bands, when you when you have a, a thing that you're doing, especially a creative project or a creative thing that's being driven by multiple people, and you need everyone there to in order to move forward, in order to do whatever it is you need to do, everyone's got to turn their key to launch the missiles, you know, or or it just doesn't happen, you know, if you you know, somebody doesn't show up for practice or you're late, whatever, all those things. When, when you're depending on someone else and they're not rely, reliable and they're not bringing up, holding up their end of whatever everything things are, they're holding you back as well. And now that's even doubly like frustrating and you, you may be releasing that energy negatively onto them. So we got to get rid of this somehow. Um, we got to figure it out. Like I said, just think, you think of things like podcasting, exercise, p- perhaps, uh, some other kind of artistic endeavor that will allow you that if you can't do, uh, if, if A and B are not available, then C, you know, X, Y, Z, I can do these and, and feel good about it. And without having to, you know, miss this A, B too much, that kind of thing. Um, this card is also suggesting whoops, in this time that we're having this, this, these issues with our, our energy, we're, uh, 
you know, we're meandering. We don't have a lot of direction right now. We're making just, we're going from choice to choice. We're making rash, impulsive decisions, not in a good way. Uh, you know, we're, we're so scattered that we're just constantly changing our mind. We're not picking any singular focus and, and we're, we're basically flailing and failing because we, we're just not, we have no forward momentum in anything that we're doing. And what we need to do is take a mental shift and, and mental discipline to step away from that and really just stop, stop trying to, you know, uh, stop picking all these things. Just pick one thing and say you're going to stick with it and make yourself stick with it. It's, it's a mental toughness and see that through to the end and then, you know, and then move on. It's, it's, it's all about building that, uh, mental discipline. And then on the other hand, on the other side of this, if you're involved in like a lot of things, this, this comes up in uh, a lot of cards and I always make note of it because I, uh, I do have a tendency to take on a lot of things, especially in the past, more, more so in the past than now I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty balanced or try to be, but you know, this, that could be a thing that, you know, you just have too much going on and, and you're not willing to slow down on any of it, and you're just going to burn out. And, and you'll, again, be of no help to anybody, and, and least of all yourself. Uh, so, moving right along. Next, the last card. Whoopsie. Seven of Cups reversed. So I like this card a lot, too. This is, a, if, if uh, just for a visual, if you don't know what it is, this is the card where, the, the, you know, you're looking at a, a person who's, who's looking at these seven cups floating in the air, and they've got something different coming out of them, a dragon or, you know, all kinds of shit and it represents that you have a lot of choices in front of you right now and you have to kind of discern what the right move to make uh is so the thing with this card is telling us is that we're we're overwhelmed by these choices it's, it's like there's too much right right now all at once for us to try to pick from um and and what's making this harder is we're not we're not tuning into our, like our inner guide. We're trying to think like kind of double think ahead of like, of what others would approve of most. If we pick this or what are others expecting us to pick or what does a society expect you to pick? That's where we need to let go of that and, and focus on ourselves and what, what we want to choose because this choice that you're making is ultimately, you know, this is about your happiness. You, you don't, you know, other people need to take care of themselves. They're responsible for their own happiness. You are not responsible for making sure other people like what decisions you make. You have to choose based on your own criteria, based on your own value system, and 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 not and block out all of the distractions from people telling you, thinking, whatever. That that's you know we need to do that with this. And then also, you know, this is my problem a lot is analysis paralysis. Just where there's so many. The choices, you know, before you are so many that you just, you can't even pick one. You you really can't. I do this all the time with movies when I'm trying to pick a movie to watch. I'm just like, ah, fuck it. And I don't watch anything. But for this, you know, and uh, I should actually do this with some of the movie things. But we need to, uh, you know, cut down on some of these choices. You know, really take away a few things. Like, you know, if I'm looking for a movie, maybe I don't look on six different fucking movie apps to see which what I you know I want to watch. Maybe I just pick one and decide I'm going to pick one movie and just go with it. That's what we need to do with these choices in our in our life right now. Take some of these away. Take the ones away that we know are are the farthest away from our goal or have the least uh probability of helping us towards our main goal, you know? And that includes pipe dreams, things that you're like that could be fun. Well, that could be fun and take you off your, you know, path for five and a half years or whatever, you know, I don't know. So it's just, it's just really about assessing what your priorities are, you know, cutting down some of those choices right off the bat that we know aren't going to be there and, uh, and pick what's important to us. So, so that, yeah, so that's our reading for today, for this week. Um, I felt that was good. You know, this is, it's all about kind of, uh, bringing things back to center, uh, bringing focus back to, you know, with the Empress, to, to your love, your creative energy, to fill yourself up with that, you know, um, with the, the swords, you know, just, uh, did I say Knight of Swords or King of Swords? Either way, it's the King of Swords. Uh, you know, with picking that, uh, you know, with, with you know, choosing our, ener- getting our energy back in, in the right alignment, uh, you know, with our motivation and all the energy that we have and figuring out how to channel it. 
you know, and then and then with the seven of cups, it's that that's the choice. You know, that could be the choice you're making of where you're going to place that that misdirected energy or that that energy that's folding in on itself right now. So I like that a lot. Good good reading. Uh, I got a lot out of that. I hope you did as well. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, if you're if you're interested in tarot, I do a card of the day reading every single morning on my Instagram story. It's at John Wayne is dead. If you can follow me and then it goes right to the John Wayne is dead YouTube channel after that. So you can catch up or, you know, just check things uh, or just learn more or whatever. Uh, yeah. So I mentioned earlier, uh, the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast that I do where I talk to friends and, uh, other, other friends and people that I know. And, uh, if you've been listening to the show, you know, I've been adding a little, uh, a little taste of the episode that is also going up this week on my Patreon. So you get to kind of meet the person I'm talking to and then uh, get a little uh, of their information. And if you'd like, you know, to check them out, you can, you know, from that, or you can go over to Patreon and listen to the whole episode if you want. Uh, it's all good. So this week, uh, I'm going to play a little chunk of a conversation with my very good friend, uh, very talented author, a Splatterpunk award-winning author uh, now, um, one of the people I will be seeing on the road but I just had to talk to him before uh, I couldn't wait. He's appearing also for the second time on the Awesome Dude podcast. Uh, this is a little bit of me and my buddy Wesley Southerd having a talk. We have we have quite a bit to to talk about that's happened and transpired. Uh, number one, uh, you you know you you won the Splatterpunk Award uh, for best novella, correct? Yep, yep. For uh, one for the road. One for the road. So what uh, how what was that like for you? Because I've heard Chris's Triana's story about how it was for him, <laughs> countless times. Just yeah, so how? Yeah, how right, right. Um, it was it was interesting. I I was I, I tried not to think about it too much until that weekend when it happened, and you know I was up for that. I was up for best novella, and I was up for um, best collection for uh, my collection from uh, Death's Head Press, Resisting Madness. And I basically spent that entire Saturday kind of just walking around, just like nervously shaking and just didn't know what to do with myself. I, I just didn't know what to do with my hands, you know. And um, well, I mean, if you're going to yeah. come twice, you can, that was that was the day to do it. I'm uh, sorry. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I just remember sitting there at the computer watching the Splatterpunks and and yeah, the collection one was was the second one right after uh, best uh, anthology. And I, di I didn't win that one, and I just kind of sat back and I was like, "All right, well then, there's no way in hell that I'm winning the. <laughs> there's no way in hell I'm winning the uh, novella one, just because like I convinced myself that either Ed Lee or Lucas Mangum was going to win because I loved uh, Lucas's book Saint Satis. I thought Saint Satis was fantastic, and I was just absolutely convinced that, that one was going to win. And yeah, when he when Rath, I, I think Wrath said that I won and then they brought me on like two seconds later onto the live feed and just my reaction was just absolutely genuine. I had no idea. And I just was like freaking out. I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Like, I can't believe this. And yeah, it was, it was incredibly exciting and, and, and it's just really cool. Like I keep thinking about it all the time. I'm, I'm still waiting for my award to actually get here. I have so my, I have my, yeah, I don't have it yet. I, I've got a space on my shelf over here next to my, uh, Thanos, uh, action figure <laughs> on my little brag shelf, but I don't know. I don't know when it'll be here, but it'll be here eventually, I guess. I fucking hope so. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool little. Uh, like the statues are cool. Oh uh, yeah, I remember. I remember seeing them last year. Uh, Katie was actually um, sort of the uh, pre award presenter. They had her kind of standing up on the stage, holding it, and then handing it off to the person who won. Mm. And she walked up to me because I was sitting like kind of a couple rows back. Because last year I was actually doing the the live Twitter feed um for the award so i was doing the picture and then like the the winner and all that stuff and i i could almost couldn't even watch the show because i was having to like speed tweet the entire time uh, um, but I I, let me jump in for one second there i remember yeah keen saying wes how'd you like to get a bunch of more twitter <laughs> yeah. followers and you were yeah, like yeah, sure yeah. it's like yeah that's exactly how about you live tweet the 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 awards and i was like in my mind i was like god i'm so glad he didn't ask me yeah dude no, I would have said no. I can't. It was it was I cool. It, yeah, that kind of I don't I don't know, but yeah. but I was like better him than me probably. It was, it was cool. Yeah, that's that's literally exactly what he said. Uh, it, yeah, it was cool for like the first two, and then by yeah. the third one they were going too fast, and I was like, oh shit! Like I really got to catch up, and I was like cutting and pasting off of his website with the the winner, 
and then getting a picture real quick and stuff. So yes, I was like, I was speed tech or speed tweeting. It was, it was, it was a bitch. But no, Katie actually came up to me with one of the awards and was showing it to me like up close. And she goes, "Well, do you want to hold it?" I was like, "No, I don't want to fucking hold it. Get it away from me. I don't want to touch that until I win one." So it was sort of like, like you know, like a sports thing. Like you don't want to touch the award until you actually win it. So yeah, I just I was like, "Get away from me with that. I don't want to look at it." until I win one, so just get it away, or if I ever win one, but luckily I did, so, yeah. You called, you called your shot, you would say, would you, would you do, yeah, yeah. like a baby there, that's a, yeah, that's oh a, yeah, I'd point, yeah, I'd point it, to get like, the fuck over there, I don't want to see it. You told her, because I was there as well, actually, and you, you kind of cleaned it up a little bit, she brought the statue up to you, said, do you want to touch it, and you were like, fuck no, I don't want to touch it, that one's not mine, I'll be picking up mine next year. <laughs> And then you called her a bitch for some reason, and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's And then you were like, you were like, that was for emphasis. I'm just trying to be tough, and I was like, <laughs> you are kind of tough, Wes. And and then there you go, you won. I mean, you you absolutely called your shot, and now all that bitch stuff makes total sense now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was awesome. That that's awesome, dude. That's exciting. I didn't get to watch the um, the award ceremony actually uh, because I told I told this story, but just mm-hmm. uh, I was very. Uh, hung over first of all in a hotel room and then i also didn't bring my power charger to charge my laptop so uh, as soon as i did my uh my panel about drugs that i was on my my laptop promptly died after that and i was like well fuck it i'm gonna go to sleep anyway but uh (laughs) but i was was, excited to hear that you won dude so yeah it was it was was yeah thank you man i appreciate it it was really exciting and it was it was fun watching especially watching christine morgan's uh win getting to see her uh, like have the same freak out as I did like two minutes after I did was really fun too. So yeah, I was really excited for her. And that was a tough category too for best novel. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Like top to bottom. Wow. Like that yeah. was, that was a bitch. I had, I kind of had my, the one that I thought was going to win, but I am very, very, very happy that Christine won. But yeah, that was, that was, that was a hell of a category this year. Very well deserved. Oh so. yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, things change. So like people have you <gasps> cut ribbons at openings of like supermarkets yet, or do you get to uh, I, I've, I've signed I've signed a couple of bare boobs, but that's about it. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, man, it was, it was it was dude it was dude boobs. So it was boobs. Hey man, a boob is a boob, dude. <laughs> All right, in this yeah. in this day and age, in this climate of fluidity and and <laughs> a boob is a boob, and that's where I stand on there the map. All right, look at these boobs, huh? Uh. Yeah. Oh, with that, with the plastic on yours now too. <laughs> oh yeah, I got that. I got a, that new tattoo uh, two days ago. The abortogram from Ritualistic Human Sacrifice. It's got like a, it's a, it's this weird like, I don't know what it's like a something derma something where it's like a fake skin now that they they put on it, and it stays on it for like four to five six days, and then you take it off and it's all healed. You don't have to worry about peeling or accidentally scratching it or anything because it, it just stay like the, it stays on through the shower everything like it's it's insane and then when it peels off it's like um as if you were like disgustingly peeling off a huge like sunburned like peeling skin it looks so gross but oh, so you're like you're like gold member yeah but your tattoo is like peeled <laughs> and uh all good so do you get to, do you get to eat it afterwards i i mean i do yeah. i mean I, don't, I, I mean i don't know if i get to as much as i want i do do you think you could blow a bubble with it out of my ass like when i pass it uh uh yeah sure okay i didn't yeah, think I'll, about that has I, anybody I, ever blown a bubble with their butthole oh dude please <laughs> I, have so many, <laughs> I haven't seen it on jackass I have yet so, so many links to send you now so just keep your <laughs> open there buddy um what what did you say? Uh, uh, through my ass? Yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna eat it. I ours, I already have those cameras installed in my toilet, so oh. uh, I'll be able to catch it when it comes out. Wait a minute, who was the the famous musician years Chuck ago? Perry, that, dude. Chuck yeah, Chuck Perry. Perry. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wild. That's I got the idea from. He was uh, no. <laughs> Chuck <laughs> Berry did a bunch of crazy shit. He had a, a a table where he had a chick shit on the table, the the glass table. And there's this uh, audio you can look, you can listen to it. That's, that's called a hot lunch, isn't it? Uh, it's called. Uh, is that a hot? Lunch? I think I think it has a lot of uh, different names. I think, but either way, he. Uh, <laughs> he also, um, um, what the fuck? Uh, 
anyway, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? <laughs> uh, shitting on a table. Before that, though, why was I talking about shit on a table? Because <laughs> we were talking about eating your scab or eating your eating your tattoo skin. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess, um, you know, if that's your thing. I, I, I had another point, dude. I, I totally. I had don't to... know. We got all... you said damn did, anything, it. did anything change after I won the award? I think is what you asked. I know. And then I had something that I was going to say that was witty. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that happens. And in, in, <laughs> if this happens during vital social issues, Chris just yells at me. And, yeah. uh, and ber- berates me for being a pothead, but you know, fuck it, and, I don't and care. Then do, and then you do your uh, your David Bowie, and then your Borat, and then he yells at you for that. I mean, he's got a lot of yelling to do. He's got to get then, it out. And you guys, and then you guys have to get it. You have to get in your your chopping mall dig, too. Well, I mean, I have I have that on the list. I mean, do you want to bring that up now? You're. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess I was going to wait a little bit, but I mean, I, I I appreciate you wanting to use this platform to announce the launch of your new. Oh. Chopping mall. What was it called around. again? Chopping, chopping around. around. Yeah, chopping, chopping around. So oh, you have boy. such a disdain, disdainful hate for this movie. I don't. Ha- I don't have a disdainful hate. I just don't get the the fandom around it. I guess I because that was just one of those movies I didn't see until recently, like very very recently, and I don't know. Like I just didn't like it as much as everybody else did. I mean, even like Barbara Crampton's like topless scene in that couldn't even save that movie it just i don't know i just didn't it just didn't do anything for me i, I don't know like i just the fanfare around that i don't understand i just i don't know it just wasn't for me but uh whatever oh fuck yeah dude i remember now we were talking about chuck berry yeah. oh okay <laughs> so he has a thing where he was he was shit, he had a girl shit on the table that's where it was and he had there's this audio you can listen to where he's taking a piss on a on a chick and uh and farts and then he's like he like clean yourself up bitch and like it was like he's throwing her a towel dude he was raw dude he was uh uh and he was johnny b good and it all over and then he you know and then he ended up getting in a lot of trouble for having those cameras in the toilet in his restaurant oh, yeah. but that, you know that reminds me of a story um so i i'm a huge fan of zach wild okay and years ago when i was still living in atlanta georgia for college zach wild is a guitar buddy, player if you don't know sorry there's some people oh, yeah. i know Zach Wilde's yeah. guitar player. We played for Ozzy for uh, back in the day, and now he's you know Black Label Society is his solo thing, and he's done, he's he's an awesome guitar player. Anyway, oh, had yeah. to stop drinking though. That sucks. Well, I mean, shit. He was gonna he was literally gonna fucking die if he didn't. It was bad. Like it was yeah. real bad for a little bit. Um, he I, I saw him play at a MySpace secret show. If you remember those from 15, 20 years ago. Um, oh. Where, how, and how did this happen? Uh, it was in Atlanta at a bar, and I was almost too young to even go to it. I think I was like twenty at the time, and I and uh, or eighteen, nineteen, or twenty, and they almost didn't let us in. But it was a, it was a MySpace secret show that he did at this bar, um, and he was just doing acoustic stuff, and he was telling stories, and I'll never forget. He told this story about how Ozzy went to a strip club with. Um, geezer butler the the old bass player from from black sabbath or no no it wasn't geezer uh it was somebody from zeppelin no it was uh john bonham i think is what he said he went with john and, bonham jr uh no john bonham himself i believe oh ozzy oh i thought i thought yeah, he was saying yeah. zach well, okay ozzy okay, no no no, no. Uh, ozzy i was like well to, that's kind yeah, of uh... strip, i think he went to a strip club i think it was with john bonham or it may have been john paul Jones. i think it was john bonham mm. and they went to a strip club and he said at some one point, John Bonham got up on the stage or somewhere and started pissing on one of the strippers. And he just turns back to Ozzy and he says, bitches love this shit. <laughs> and I was like, what? what? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And that, that, that was the funniest shit I'd ever heard because the whole place was just like, what? Yeah. And, and he's dead now, everyone. So you can not be mad. Uh, he died. On a choking sure. on his own vomit. All right, there you go. That's uh, old West Southern and myself um, having a lot of a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing him out there uh, and his his uh, most excellent, awesome wife, Katie Southern. If you're not checking out the Make Me Read Your Book podcast, you should be hosted by the lovely and talented Katie Southern every week uh, on Friday. So, if you'd like to hear more from West, please be sure to check him out. Uh, on his websites and uh, you know socials, and if you'd like to hear the rest of that episode, go over to Patreon.com/slash John Wayne Is Dead and uh, join one of the tiers. You'll get instant access to that and all the back catalog so far. So 
Moving right along, I think without further ado, to our story portion. Now, I mentioned earlier that my mother is uh, in town and will be visiting. If, you, if you're a long-time listener to the show, you know my mom. I talk about her all the time. She's my biggest fan. I uh, love her to death. But, so, uh, but I was reminded of this story, and I asked her yesterday. I was like, did I tell this story already? And she said she didn't, but she, I didn't. So I don't think I did. But anyway, this, this is a, a fun time of, uh, you know, uh, just moms, and, and this is one of those times when you know, you really know or not if you have a good relationship with your mom, I guess, or 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 what. I don't know. But it's really funny either way. So without further ado, our story of the week is called No Smoke in Here, Mom. So this is some years back. Um, I guess I should have looked up the exact year before I did this, but I think it was... Uh, Shit, I don't know. But anyway, um, this takes place around the time that uh, just after Hurricane Katrina had hit uh, Louisiana and, of course, you know, devastated New Orleans, amongst other places. And it was awful. And uh, we, you know, actually in being here in Houston, uh, Dirty Third, Third Coast, shouts out, um, Purple Drink. Uh, we actually, you know, uh, if you know anything about this, you know, we got a lot of the, they had to, people had to flee. Like, it was uh, just devastating. It was awful. And we had a lot of refugees, if you will, from from New Orleans and Louisiana come to Houston. Like, because we had buses that took them out here. Like, we had people in the Astrodome living for, for this. This was a crazy, just a crazy time. And to make it even crazier is right after Katrina hit, it was a couple weeks or something. I mean, not, not that long, maybe. And uh, another hurricane came up, Hurricane Rita, which wasn't as strong or bad, but um, uh, as as Katrina was, and it was also you know supposed to be hitting Houston. So uh, it was like all those people just left New Orleans where they got hit with a hurricane to a place where they're about to get hit with another hurricane. It was crazy, but it, you know everybody, especially with you know Katrina having just recently happened, people were pretty like not taking any risks with this poss- with the possibilities of whatever Rita could be. Cause I think it was, you know, coming cause hurricanes change. If you're not familiar, if you don't live close to like a hurricane area or you just don't, you know, you're not aware hurricanes change like all the time at a drop of a hat, you know, it, it just because, you know, you hear today that, Oh, tropical depression is forming in the Gulf and uh, it's projected. If it, blah, blah, it'll hit, blah, blah. it doesn't matter, dude. Those things change the night that they're supposed to hit. They'll take a turn. Something will happen. I don't know. It's just, it's just nuts. So I think this one was supposed to be pretty, pretty intense. And it was fucking crazy. Like here in Houston, people were, everyone like decided they were going to evacuate, like just fucking forever. Everybody was like the, all the, they, they did a contra flow thing with the freeways. So the one main freeway that runs North uh, to Dallas from the Houston areas, uh, I 45. So but all like South and North, you, you were going North, like, all the lanes and it was still like just standstill traffic uh for like all the way to you know into the city just for like 60 miles it's just insane i remember hearing people like friends of mine that were like they fell asleep in their cars people passed out you know you're just sitting on the freeway forever it's just it's just a crazy experience we did not evacuate we were staying um here now uh where i was i was actually living in uh the north side of, of town where, uh, north side outside, outside of the city of Houston in a town called spring where I grew up and I was, I was staying there for a, a period of time. It was, uh, you know, you know, like, like, like all great of uh, parents, my parents were divorced, had, had gotten divorced kind of recently. And I was, you know, living in the, the, the house that, that now my dad now lived in by himself with my brother and my wife at the time, my wife, uh, and we just kind of took over the house to kind of not tick took over, but moved in for a, a period of time to, you know, get everything on track, help, you know, stable. I don't know what the fuck, you know, you know what I'm saying? Family shit. So we're at that house now. Um, you know, my dad is, is not there. He's living in, uh, Conroe now at this, at this point. So it's just us kind of taking care of the house for a little bit before we, uh, ultimately actually shortly after that moved down into the city where, you know, we live, then I got divorced. So, but I still live here. So yeah, take that. Um, so we're staying in that house and it's in spring. Now spring is like, you know, you're like 70 miles from the coast or something. You're not, you know, but we still get, you still get hit by hurricanes. People were freaking out. Like 
it, it gets up there. So we decided uh, we would just stay there. My mom was living. Uh, she she was living in an apartment, which she did not want to stay in for the, for this kind of storm, and just you know just north of us. So she was like, I, I said, okay, come to the house. You'll stay with us for this whole thing. And also uh, uh, my buddy, like uh, like two of my buddies, I think who you know, we're in apartments or something like came and stayed. We'll be at this house. You know, we have the five bedrooms. We can all be here comfortably for as long as we need to, you know, it'll be fine. And we'll keep each other company. We got, you know, we got coolers of beer. We got all kinds of stuff, you know, and we, and we were doing the thing just the, what they, what they call here, the hunkering down. We're going to hunker down cause it's going to rain storm. So we were hunkering down and, uh, I, you know, we, we, we had a fine time. It wasn't actually that bad of a, a storm. It didn't end up being that bad. We got a lot of rain and, and some wind and stuff, um, of course, and there was, was damage, but it was not any way as bad as Katrina was, is what I mean in comparison. And of course, we were fine um, where we were as far as flooding and stuff went. That didn't affect uh, the location that we were in. But, you know, we had been in there for maybe like two or three days uh, and things were maybe even long, four days. I don't know. But it got to a point where things were settling down. There was like no, you know, there was no more rain, like hard rain. It was just like overcast and maybe some sprinkles here and there. And there was no, you know, it was going to be fine. My mom was like, she called uh, to her friend, one of her friends that lived in the apartment complex, as her, same as her, and asked for a status or whatever, how things were going and um, about damage or anything. And everything seemed to be fine. And then, you know, when they got power back, I guess they had power. We didn't have power yet at my house. And, uh, she was like, okay, well, I think I'm going to go ahead and go back. It looks like everything's fine. My friend said it's, you know, no damage and they have power. So I'll go, I'll go, you know, I'm going to get out of here and I'll go back up home and, you know, make sure everything's whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. And, uh, so we, you know, we get her bags together, you know, take them out the car and you know, all right, bye mom. See you later. Love you. Bye. She leaves. And it's like, all right, let's party. And by that, I mean, let's smoke some weed. So, <laughs> so I remember, um, you know, we, we brought out, we had the bong there, the Green Lantern, which I still have in my possession, uh, excellent bong. And we broke that out and, uh, you know, loaded it up. And we're sitting there in the living room, myself, my ex-wife and my two buddies. And we're just sitting in a circle around this coffee table just talking and smoking and we hadn't even been it hadn't been like maybe maybe 10 minutes 10 11 minutes since my mom left right and and we're smoking and uh you know it's we're taking these bong rips and blowing out these huge fucking clouds of smoke and haha look we're so funny and the the door to the house like i have the front door open but like the storm door was closed uh so it was like a screen you know and it was locked, but you know, all of a sudden I look up and my mom's like walking up to the door and I was like, Oh shit. And I jump up and I just like, I, I remember I held the bong in my hand and I was like, Hey mom. Uh, huh. She's like, Hey, Hey. And I was like, Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, and she's trying to open the door and I'm holding the bong and I just kind of like put it down under the table, but I'm also standing in a huge cloud of smoke. So <laughs> I go to the door. I then pretend to like, because I think it's going to cl- like, buy me some time to clear out of the room. I pretend that I can't get the door open for a second. I'm like, wait, did I turn it? Oh, hold on. Ah, this is... All right, there we go. And I open the door and I step outside and say, what's up? What did what happened? She's like, I forgot my sweater. I think it's upstairs. I'll just run up and get it. And I was like, oh, you want me to go get it? She's like, no, no, I'll, I'll go get it because I'm going to go to the bathroom one more time and before I hit the road. And I was like, oh, hey. And so she comes in and she comes in and she's just like, hey, and she, you know, she knows something's up. Uh, she, you know, we all know, no one's saying anything. She goes upstairs. Uh, my buddies are like, what the fuck are we doing? My wife is like, ay, ay, ay. and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. So she comes downstairs. I give her a hug. I'm sure I just reek of marijuana. There's still clouds in the, in the fucking house. And, um, and then she's like, okay, well, um, I guess I'll see you later. Bye. I love you. And she leaves. And, uh, I was like, well, that's it. That's how my mom figured out I smoked weed, I guess. And, and then it turned out it was, it was, she had called, I think she called, uh, my sister and brother to ask them like, do you know, does John Wayne, have you known if John Wayne smoked weed? Because I went to the house, you know, and they left and I came back and they were smoking weed, blah, blah, blah. And she wasn't like mad uh, or anything. She was probably like, uh, quote unquote disappointed at the time, but she didn't understand 
the marijuana ways like she does now. Not that she smokes, she just understands how it is uh, for me, especially. So it was very funny and uh, to me, because I was like, ah, geez, because I know it was uncomfortable. And uh, nowadays, you know, I would have just said like, come on, man, we're smoking weed, mom. But back then, I don't know, for some reason, you know, I was still a little hung up on whatever my parents and plus I'm in their their like their divorce house smoking it out I don't know man it was just a weird thing but very very funny way for my mom to find out that I smoked weed and then and then have to call my you know my sister and brother and ask them and I think she called my dad too and they weren't on really good speaking terms at all uh to ask him it was a thing but she she called I think she called to ask everybody except me uh, until the end. And I think I remember being like, yes, I do. But I just get glazed over it. Come on, mom. I'm like, fucking whatever years old. Leave me alone. Well, I just want you to be careful. You know, like every parent is. But then she's like, oh, okay, this is fine. Uh, I've been lied to my whole life about the evils of marijuana. And it's excellent. So um, yeah, so that was how it was. And now, like I said, I have a, a such an excellent relationship with my Maza, which I am very thankful for. And she was, uh, you know, she'll be here in a couple of days to visit me. And she will just, uh, she'll walk into marijuana clouds in the house and sit down while I blow them and, and weave tails. I don't blow them in her face, just blow them into the air and then weave tails of delight and fanciful fancy uh, throughout the day. So bong hits for all. All right, there you go. Sometimes, you know, your, your mom's just got to know. And I'm glad uh, that it was in a funny way and uh, there, were, there wasn't any kind of, like, yelling or crying or anything weird like that. Uh, it was great. So my mom rules. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to another week uh, of the podcast. I appreciate it so very much. If you can't get enough of hearing my voice, you know I have that other podcast on Thursday, every Thursday with Christopher Triana called Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Very fun. Uh, we have a lot of fun arguments about a lot of funny things. It's, it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of fun to do, so uh, I think uh, you'll have fun listening to it. So check that out. Uh, that's on all the podcatchers, and it's on our YouTube channel, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Also, if you want to check out my Patreon, like I talked about earlier, you could get the Awesome Dude for Life boner bon- bonus podcast. Just go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and join one of the tiers and you'll get access to that. All the back episodes plus a lot of extra cool goodies. And I very much appreciate any support from you. Uh, and just listening to the show, spreading the word, you guys rule so much. Go to johnwayneisdead.com for all your John Wayne wants, needs, and desires. You can uh, go to the shop page there and uh, pick up one of my books. They're all in stock right now as I, per- as I prepare to hopefully hit the road soon. So uh, they're there. Sh- t-shirts, records, stickers. I've got sticker packs. I still have some two like a couple of pins left. Check it out. Um, and everything from the shop comes from me. So I will, of course, personalize it. And I send a, a little piece of art out with everything and, and kind of send you some goodies and extras. Uh, so you can check check me out there. All of my books are also available on Amazon and Kindle, uh, if that's your jam. And I do certainly appreciate any and all support. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter and everything at John Wayne is dead. And I'll see you in the funny pages.